have been drawn and somewhere in between we stand welcome to vegas supernatural there's a war raging between good and evil so grab your holy water crucifix and bible it's time to join the battle welcome 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 to the gates of hell with your tour guide as well as your host Reverend Sean Whittington Reverend Sean Whittington I see you and the dragon stood before the woman who was about to bring forth so that when she had brought forth he might devour her son and she brought forth a male child who is to rule all nations with a rod of iron and her child was caught up to God and to his throne. And the woman and fled into the wilderness where she had a place prepared by God. And the dragon was angered at the woman and went away to wage war with the rest of her offspring. Revelations. Welcome, brothers and sisters. This is Vegas Supernatural. Thank you all so very much for tuning in. This is Reverend Sean Whittington, the Rev. Please keep these other teams in your prayers tonight. Agape Christian University, the American Association of Exorcists, the American Society of Exorcists, the Worldwide Bible College and Theological Seminary, and of course, ghostbegone.biz, the ministry. They say you meet the most interesting, and I'd like to add, haunted people in England. Tonight's guest is no exception. Tonight, you're going to hear the story of a near-death experience survivor unlike any you've heard before. We're born, we live, we die, and many of us will go to heaven. I believe in purgatory and, of course, hell. Is that all there is? One day, we will all know all the answers to those questions. Imagine, if you will, somewhere between the world of the living and the world of the afterlife, not the world of the dead, is another realm where souls in transition check in, but never check out. For the exception of my next guest tonight, known to many as Ghost Man, host of Hallsworthy Mark and Ghost Man Horror Podcasts, all the way from Hallsbury, Devon, UK, England. There can only be one. Welcome, Mark Anthony Rains. How are you, Mark? Hi. How are you today, Sean? I'm doing wonderful. You sound great. Are you Are you uh, feeling good tonight? Yeah, it's a bit wet where I am. Well, more than wet. It's a typical English weather. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely, brother. It's always. If this is becoming. A, uh, a habit for me. I'm I'm enjoying more and more to head back to uh, where my ancestors are from and uh, interview people such as yourself in our field, whatever you want to label our field as. I, we're all a bunch of weirdos as it is anyway, but we all understand each other. We're all like-minded people. And, uh, and I wasn't kidding. I, I meet the most interesting people 
uh, from England that I've had on the show. You're no exception. You had me on your show some time back. I had a wonderful time speaking with you, and it just wasn't long enough. I knew I just absolutely had to have you on mine so we could chit-chat a little bit, and you've got a lot of friends and fans out there who've sent me uh, private messages all week long how excited they were that I was going to have you on tonight. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you so very much for taking two hours out of your busy Monday evening to spend with the Rev. Thank you. That's okay. I don't mind. I'm missing Doctor Who, but... <laughs> are you do you get to, are you taping it or anything yeah i'm taping it so it's all right it's, a, it's not a major problem in life but i just thought i'd tell people i'm a great fan of doctor who and it's like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> well you're not alone believe me well i have to ask you buddy right off the bat because this is this is what i feel from you um i don't put a label on what my my gifts are you know everything i do say that all of my gifts in this field are given to me by God. But I get the sense from you that you're a very old soul. Do you feel that way? Well, I feel definitely old sometimes, but I, yeah, I, I suppose I'm not great be believing reincarnation, but I believe in the Buddha system where they say that your soul comes bit by back, bit by bit to learn the mistakes you made. I'm, I'm great believing that might be true. Absolutely. Well, you know, I have a lot of friends that are on the same um, boat with you on that belief system, and I don't judge and I don't uh, criticize anybody's belief system. If you walk in the light and you're a good person, and I know you are, uh, that's, you know, I'm good with that. But I still do get the feeling that you are an old soul, and I'll tell you why. And then this, you know, this is just my theory. Now, I did some research on your last name, Reigns. Um, very, very, very old, old English name originating from Germany. But we're talking about, I believe it's the Doomsday Book. Not very many names appear in that book. Yours does, dating back to like 1066. So do you know anything about your ancestry? And if you do, can you share any of that with us? Um, well, I don't know a great deal, but I do know what my mum and my dad told me. I know from my mum's side that my great uncle was in the Boer War as a, what we call a butler or a, um, Batman, not the Batman, but like, what well, Batman was like, is like a butler. Uh -huh. Um, and my, my great, great nan saw Queen Victoria's funeral, uh, age. And my both my granddads were in the war. One granddad was a, a driver for the Americans to the bases, and my other one served in the um, uh, the um, uh, service part, giving the, the soldiers all their bits and pieces. Very good, very good. And we're, when you say war, is that one or two? Uh, two. Two. No, no uh, ancestry as far as World War One goes. I don't know. I haven't really done the research because the trouble is with uh, uh, looking it up is you have to know exact dates and times a little bit. Yeah. Because if you just put if you put in rains, if you put it in this country, it's not so hot, not so bad. But if you put it over in America, 
apparently there's a lot of common people name Reagan's is quite a common name in America, which I didn't realise until I put it in the, the certain um, search engines, which we won't mention because we won't we'll be advertising them. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? I still I'm going to go with my gut feeling, and I think one day I think one day you're going to realise um, uh, that you are an old soul because that's 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 what I sense. And you've got quite, I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised when you start, if you go for that kind of thing. I'm really into it. I did a lot of research on my family ancestry when I was uh, writing my book, and I just found it fascinating. And then all of a sudden, I started finding it fascinating to research other people's uh, backgrounds, especially from where my ancestors come, like where you live in, in the UK. So uh, if you decide to do that, keep me Keep me abreast of what you find, even if it's just a little uh, private message here or there on Facebook or send me an email. I'd find that very interesting. So don't forget me when you when you do your research, okay? Yeah, I will do. I'll, I'll look into how to do it. I will. I'll sort of sit down one day when I'm in one of my sort of uh, most manic modes and go ah. <laughs> <laughs> well, not only is is your name very old, but Hallsworthy, and I mispronounced it a little bit. My my tongue wasn't working during the opening monologue, but Hallsworthy Devon, UK. Now that dates back to 1086. So not much longer, right after the rains has showed up. So it just everything I hear about the place sounds so charming. And the reason why um I'm bugging you about this. It's because I I still have these fantasies of one day retiring and going back to England to live out my my final years. I don't know if that's ever going to happen. I always dream about taking my castle back in Shropshire there, uh, Whittington Castle. And I joke around about that. And I joke about maybe, you know, my, my father's mother was related to William Wallace. So I thought about going to Scotland and buying an old castle that it, it could just be in ruins. And I would just pull a trailer up to it with a generator and live in the trailer. But I don't know if it's going to happen, but I still fantasize about it. But I would be, uh, I'll tell you why I'm asking. Hallsworthy, Devon, I typed in Haunted Hallsworthy, and I was pleasantly overwhelmed by all of the haunted history where you're at is. So you got to oh, tell yes. Yeah, you got to tell me a little bit about Hallsworthy. Well, Hallsworthy it dates back to it's in the Doomsday book. Absolutely. And um we have a lovely fair every year. Um, there, there is a lot of um, tales of haunted around this area. I mean, there's lots of them quite close to me. There's, uh, there's some in Plymouth, which is about 50 miles from me. Exeter, which is dry. All these are like a driveway. Ilfgrim, where I once lived for a year. And uh, Butland Brewer is a place where I used to do some track. Um, Charity work and Oakham, Oakhampton Castle. All these places have got well renowned um, spirits or ghosts or whatever people would like to call them. Yeah. Because I know there's some, there's sometimes people like to call them different various things, but I just call them ghosts. <laughs> well, AKA Ghost Man. I, we're going to eventually get into, um, 
your story about how you got that nickname and um, your near-death experience and being in the coma and all that. Uh, I wanted to get a few things out of the way first, though. You mentioned, did I hear you mention Oakhampton Castle? Yes. Well, see, there you go. I even know about Oakhampton. They say that you see Lady, I believe her name is Lady Frances Howard. Yes, she lived there. Yeah. Married, uh, so, murdered four husbands, and then you can see visions of her if you spend any time there at the castle. Uh, she gets, uh, you see her in a horse drawn carriage that's made of bones. That's the one, a headless driver. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Come on. You can just imagine seeing that one night as you're walking home going, hello, goodbye. I'm starting to run very fast yeah. now. You know, I do what I do. I think something something comes over me when I do, when I actually am on a, a case, a very dark case, and I get confronted, uh, you know, by stuff that I pray I, I don't get confronted by. I think something comes over me because I'm much different on cases. But when I hear a story about that, and I know if I'm at a, a haunted location like that, and I see a vision like that, yes, me too. Uh, first things first. You go, uh, you're going to be around, you know, other people. So you've first got to go change your underwear. Then you got to come back and then you have to be, you know, social and try and hold it together. But I'm here to tell you that would be a very frightening uh, apparition to see. And the more I research Hallsworthy, now, when we're done with this show, I want, I'm going to take credit for it because if you do this, You'll never be able to say that the Rev never gave you a great idea. You've got some wonderful podcasts. I've listened to um, a couple of uh, episodes of each one of the more popular ones. One of them is the most popular uh, one in your area. But you've got the – you're always on Facebook Live doing readings and stuff. Uh, it seems like you have a, um, a knack for that, for lack of a better term. But – you know what you ought to do? I would love to see you go on a haunted Hall, Mark Hallsworthy Mark haunted road trip just in your area there and spend a couple of days, let's say, at each location and just experience what you experience and write about it, whether it be, you know, uh, do a live podcast from the location or a, or a Facebook live from there and tell people what your experiences were. Cause you know, the common thread running through all of these hauntings is that none of them are solved. A lot of them, nobody knows other than the one we spoke about at Oakhampton. Nobody knows what the app, they, they know what the apparition is of, but they don't know who it was or why the apparition is appearing like that. So a lot of unsolved hauntings and uh that would be i would love to see you do something like that and try and solve some of these hauntings have you ever thought of doing that well i would but yeah i think i would i'd have to organize transport and probably staying somewhere or just having a look around the places because some of these places are actually um what they call them you, you can go and visit them and um not pay nothing uh Part of the National Trust, that's the way I was looking for. Yeah. So you can go go in there for all this money, you know, and then you could have a good look around and then experience it at, like as you're doing a normal visit. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I also get the, I mean, 
that maybe this applies to you, maybe it doesn't, uh, and correct me if it doesn't, but I get this uh, refreshing matter-of-fact attitude uh, from the English towards hauntings, where there's just, I still firmly believe the, the country boasts to be the number one haunted country in the world. I believe that to be true from all of the people I've met and talked to and research I've done. But you guys have such a matter-of-fact attitude and approach to it. Like, it's just in your blood and in your DNA, and there's just so much of it around, and you grow up with it, that you almost, whether you think about it or talk about it or not, you almost subconsciously know just about everywhere you go, there's some type of haunting going on. And so when you see you know, a spirit, what have you, unless it's something really frightening, like, you know, the one at Oakhampton Castle, you almost just take it in stride. It, do you feel that way? Yeah, I know what you mean, yeah. I think, as you say, I think we like doing it in that fact way, because I think, as you say, we probably through, over time, our ancestors have told us various ghost stories of places we've been, and we go, oh, right, yeah. And like every every place I've ever been, there's always an empty house that's haunted. Yeah, there used to be one down where I used to live in Essex. There was supposed to be this house that um, was haunted by um, uh, a couple or something. And as you went past it, you could you could sense you was a little bit you know, like your hackles were up a little bit. But whether that was because subconsciously you've heard all the stories. And yeah. you're thinking, oh, I want to walk past there fast. Or you're sensing something. I couldn't tell you. Well, you have to. I do this to all my guests. I'm going to put you on the spot here. We're going to get into your personal story and why, how you got the nickname Ghost Man in a little bit. But you have to. Is there a ghost story other than that that you'd love to share with us that you've experienced in your time growing up in Hallsworthy? Well, I can tell you about what we've experienced in my own bungalow, if that's of any interest. <laughs> See, there you go, your own bungalow. Yeah, I would love to hear that. Well, basically, there's two things. One, a long time ago, a dog called Poppet, who was a shih tzu, died. And we believe he's haunting our house. Because <laughs> he, he, my wife can feel his presence because she was very close to him. And one night, my wife was looking up from the bed, and she saw two shadow figures standing over her. They said no words, but she could definitely see two shadows as if they were watching over her. And sometimes when I do my podcast, my friend likes to interfere with me and play japes on me. <laughs> You know what? We have so much in common because I live in a haunted house and the same thing here. I, I can never remember not having um, a dog in my life. I was always the one in the family that uh, the parents went out and got it. Everybody in the family loved having the, the, the family dog. But I always ended up being the one that was most attached to the animal, fed it, took care of it, hung out with it, let it sleep with me. So I've had many psychics that I trust and that – I feel are very gifted psychics tell me that I'm surrounded by many spirits of animals. And my wife and I moved into this home about 16 years ago, and we moved in with 
three dogs. We have two now that are uh, two different ones. The first original three that we moved in here with have since gone on to heaven, I think, unless they're still here. But it's the same thing, yeah. And they seem to also uh, appear to the wife. And they, you know, you can hear, you can hear the dog. My other two dogs will be sleeping. You can, and it's not a windy day. You'll be sitting there watching TV and you'll see the doggy door flap flip open and flip back down like something came through it. And then the dogs will wake up and they'll look around and you can see them actually tracking something with their eyes, following something through or back out the living room. We had one big mastiff, English mastiff, that loved my wife, and he would sneak in the bathroom behind her in the mornings when she was getting ready for work, and she'd be bent over the sink with her face near the mirror doing her makeup and stuff, and he had a way of sneaking up behind her and sticking her his nose in her bum, which would startle her, and she'd lunge forward and either drop her makeup or bang her forehead on the on the mirror or what have you and turn around and go, oh, Henry, get out of here. And she still has that happen to her all the time. So, I mean, even now, and Henry's been, uh, Henry's passed on for many years now, but I believe that, um, especially with animals, uh, when they're close to you, I think they hang around and among so many things, that I, I'm not looking forward to leaving this world anytime soon. I be, don't believe my path is not over or nearing an end by any means, as yours is too. There's a reason why you came back from your ordeal, and we're going to get into that. But your path is not over yet either. But when my path is over, brother, I have to tell you, that's one of the things I look forward to. Not only seeing all my relatives, immediate blood relatives or ancestors who I've seen here in the home in a visiting uh, type of uh, uh, aspect. But I look forward to seeing all the dogs that I've had and loved that, you know, my heart was truly broken over when they passed. Um, so I, I look forward to that. And so I'm, you know, that's one thing we have in common. And I believe your wife uh she didn't. Did she actually see the dog, or just the shadow figures? Uh, she can sense it rather than see it. But there's certain things like, um, well, one day, one of the weirdest things that ever happened to that old dog was one day, they, 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 the dog, we, the dog had food and water, and nobody fed it. That is so interesting, huh? That's very interesting. You got to keep me abreast on this. Yeah, your bungalow, your bungalow's got stuff going on. Do you think it's? Are you a magnet to it? Do you think, or is it just the region, the locale? I think probably the region because there is a lot, as you know, Merlin and the myth of Arthur and magic and witches and all sorts around Devon and Cornwall area. Absolutely. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. You have to forgive me. I forgot that that is the place where they believe uh, Arthur's buried, correct? That's correct. There's quite a few burial places around here. <laughs> yeah, that's fascinating. Well, you know what? You're on the list, brother. If I if I ever get, get out there, I have lot, so many friends out there who have told me, Rev, if you just get your round-trip airfare to get here and get back home when you're ready to leave, we'll pick you up at the airport. You don't have to worry about room and board, hotel room, nothing. You just stay with us. We'll take you wherever you want to go and do your thing. So... 
uh, I'm looking forward to it. You're on the list. You're definitely going to get a visit from the Rev, and then I, I can be your transportation and, and take you around, and maybe we'll do a uh, a haunted road show together down there. But what we're going to do now, brothers, we're going to go into the first break. It's only three minutes long. Um, we've got a much longer break at the top of the hour, six minutes. But brothers and sisters out there, my very special guest, all the way from Hallsworthy, Devon, in the UK, Mark Anthony Reigns, and we will be right back. <laughs> You're listening to Vegas Supernatural with Reverend Sean Whittington, exclusively on the KCOR Digital Radio Network. Share your thoughts on the show by calling the hotline number at 702-425-9230. That's 702-425-9230. Callers calling from heaven, hell, or worldwide. Use Skype name KCOR Radio. More paranormal talk the devil doesn't want you to hear. After this. After this. After this. After this. After this. Have you had a supernatural encounter? Keep away! The sour is mine! Are you a spiritual warrior? We habitat in protection of this Or do you have questions or comments for the host or guests? Hey, wait a minute. Check this out. Well, what are you waiting for? Call the KCOR Digital Radio Network hotline number at 702-425-9230. Tweet your comments anytime to KCOR Radio using hashtag KCOR. Join the conversation live and share your thoughts on the show in our live chat room at www.kcrradio.com. Oh man, I can't believe I'm hearing this. And now back to KCOR's own ordained spiritual warfare minister and the host of Vegas Supernatural, Vegas Supernatural. Reverend Sean Whittington. Welcome back, brothers and sisters. This is Vegas Supernatural. This is the Rev. My very special guest, all the way from Hallsworthy, Devon, in the UK. My friend, Mark Anthony Rains, a.k.a. Ghostman. He's the host of Hallsworthy Mark podcast show and Ghostman horror host podcasts. Uh, two of the most popular podcast in that region so mark i have to tell you being being another uh, that's another thing we got in common we both are on the radio um i don't have a clue what i'm doing so it's a miracle to me that i've been on air with uh kcor and tina and that's the only reason why i am i have a good great support uh the kcor people and uh tina marie she's you know, not only uh, my on-air boss but a friend and my wife has been very supportive, or I probably wouldn't be doing it because I still feel like I don't know what I'm doing, you know. But it is what it is. I, I enjoy it. It's it's become quite an addiction. How 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 do you feel about doing your podcast? Because you you're very good at it. it. Like I said, you seem to have a knack for it. How did that all come about for you? Well, basically, I, I felt I felt myself one day. I, I thought, oh, I like to talk about things, and I thought, I wonder how I could do it. So I looked up podcasts on various sites, and I thought, oh, I'll give it a go. So I signed up to Podbean on the 22nd of the 12th, 2017, and I just started podcasting. And I, now I am at over 20,000-plus podcasts on both my Podbean account and my Anchor account. 
impressive, very good, and is popular. That's so you know. Well, you're I hope so. Well, well, yeah. I hope somebody's listening. Yeah. <laughs> even you know, even if it's the one listener repeating itself. <laughs> you know, I say that too, brother. But and and I do feel like that. When I first started, I thought, you know, uh, not knowing, having a clue what I was doing, and it was my wife's idea to do it. I thought, well, you know, she heard me t- complaining one night that, you know, um, since I was in the Navy, uh, I've never done any traveling. And I'm not, I don't, not a big traveler. I don't really like to travel much, but I, I would, if I had the time and the money, I would love to travel around to all of the real big paracons and paranormal conferences and paranormal um conventions and so forth to meet all the people that in the field that I admire to look at them face to face, you know, have hands on physical contact with them, not in a violent way, but, you know, shake their hand, tell them what I think of them, talk to them a little bit, see if they can, you know, bestow some, uh, something on me that I can take with me and, and apply to, uh, this field, uh, that we're in. And I realize, you know, that's ne- you know, that's never going to probably happen for me. I'm pushing sixty, and it just probably isn't going to happen. So she said, "Well, why don't you just uh, do a radio show, and then that way, all of these people that you uh, want to meet, you can invite them on to be guests." And uh, there you go, next best thing. So uh, the rest is history. You know, uh, I met with the uh, owner and station manager, Tina. And uh, she showed up at the uh, casino where we met for a business meeting and I already had a contract made out for me. So, um, you know, I, I jumped into it with both feet, not looking back. And I always thought, you know, if I only have, I, I'd never worried about how many listeners I had. Now I do. It just happens to be something you do. You wonder how many countries you're going to and how many um, listeners are actually listening to you. And um, if, you know, people like your show, if they don't like it, what have you. But when I first started, I, I you know, if, if I had just a few people that listened that really, really liked it, that would be okay with me. So how do you feel about that? Are you, are you proud of your work? Yes, I am very proud of what I do. I, as I say, I try to be eclectic as possible because I like to cover quite a few subjects, as you may know. Yeah. And I, I, and I think it's best to keep it away. I mean, I know paranormal is my main thing now, but I did start in the world of cryptozoology. So I suppose there's a link in there somewhere. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And we're going to get to that too because I find it amazing that the uh, – Cryptozoology is also very big over there, as is the UFOlogy. We'll get into all of that. Um, tell me the difference between if people are sitting there going, well, I've never heard Mark's podcast. Sounds like a, a jolly old soul, and I wanna, I'm want i going to check him out. There's two main ones, correct? There's Hallsworthy Mark podcast, and there's Ghost Man no, yeah. Horror Hose, correct? Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a complete the 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 whole Mark, Mark podcast show is just me doing cryptozoology, UFO, comedy, conspiracy theories, music, stories, readings, you name it, I do it. <laughs> and the the Ghostman Horror Show Horror Postcast UK came about because I had a talk one day 
with a horror host and I enjoyed talking to him. I thought, I'll give it a go. So I came up with the character of Ghostman Horror Host, which is basically, uh, I, uh, I do like a, good evening, my friends, and how are you? Like that, like a bit of a creepy sort of like clown like voice. And I started off with like, I thought, I'll give it a go. And it sort of developed. Well, it's doing good. You know, people love that. And what do you do? Do you just tell, uh, you pick horror stories or do you talk about horror movies? What do you do? I, I just pick pick stories. I, I look up um, books that are free online or free, like Edgar Allan Poe and stuff like that. And I read a bit of Edgar Allan Poe. I read, I think I read um, the Best Grade Ball, Red, Red Death, that one, and the Black Cat and stuff like that. Because I, like, I just like reading them. And I, I think if you do it in a certain way, like years ago, there used to be a program over here called Jack and Nori. And the, the guests would tell the story and mm-hmm. you get really involved in the get. You think, wow, you really get interested in engrossed of it. And that's how I like to do it. I like to think if I can sort of do it slowly and surely, and sometimes do the voices, you know, well, attempt anyway. Well, I've listened to a couple of those, and you were, you took me back. You reminded me when I was growing up, I had a couple of favorite teachers that once, twice a week, for whatever reason, we would take a break from uh, whatever the uh, school lesson was, the class lessons were for that day, and we would just have like a reading session, an impromptu, uh, off-the-cuff, off-the-wall reading, where, where she would... One was a he, one was a she. They would just, you know, pick a book at random, and they weren't, you know, maybe you had some mystery, some suspense. Most of it was like, uh, uh, I'll never forget one of them read to us, uh, Of Mice and Men. And uh, I'll never forget, at the very end of the book, he couldn't finish talking, he couldn't finish reading the part where uh, the one friend had to shoot his other friend in the back of the head while he was describing to him look across the pond and describe to me this home we're going to buy one day with all the animals and stuff and while his friend was fantasizing about that and not thinking of it and telling him you know we're going to have this and have that he had to shoot his friend in the back of the head because the lynch mob was coming for him and he didn't want his friend to have to suffer that fate but the teacher couldn't finish the story he just started sobbing and everybody in the classroom, I'll never forget, he asked me, he just pointed at me and I handed me the book. And I thought, well, I'm just holding the book for him while he, you know, wipes the tears from his face. But he asked me to finish reading for him. So I'll never forget, I had to finish reading the rest of, uh, of Mice and Men for him. And I probably sounded terrible. I don't remember. But uh, I never forgot that. And so they both those teachers... I remember to this day uh, just being so great at that. And you reminded me of that when I listened to you tell a couple of stories and hopefully, and I think it's good for all ages, you know, like I'm pushing 60 and I enjoyed it. Um, Do you, do you know if you get a lot of children or younger uh, crowd listening to your podcasts? Well, I sometimes do like a, well, on Facebook live, I choose a children's story. And I read them and I, I say, now, children, go and get your pillows and get your glass of milk. Now, sit down carefully. Here, old Johnny, sit back. Come on. And now I'm going to tell you a story. I'll do it like that. 
I'm hope I don't even know. Is there an age limit to? Uh, do you have to be a certain age to get on Facebook and have a, a profile? I'm not sure. I think it's 13. I think that's meant to be. But then well, I, I, I think most parents would listen in as well, absolutely. because I, sh- I share it. As I say, I tend to, as I say, the horror stuff is a bit more out there. So I don't share that so much with the children, obviously. Yeah. But but the ch- there's lots of children stuff. I I found a site which was um called Creepy Kids Stories, and it's really good stories on there. Well, and I did one. I, I did some on on YouTube as a um, skeleton. I'd, I've got a skeleton character, and I I use his voice. Well, I, I take my hat off to you. I salute you. Don't stop what you're doing. Be you. Um, you're very good at it for what it's worth. You know, uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing, but you do seem to know what you're doing, whether you believe you do or not. And I know a lot of people that enjoy, like I said, I got a lot of messages from friends of yours um, excited about you being on tonight. So just stay you, brother, don't change. Um, you do what you do and, uh, congratulations on all the success on both your podcasts and Hallsworthy Mark podcast. Um, like n- people don't know what they're going to get from you next because like you do wear so many hats when it comes to what you talk about on that podcast, you don't really know, like I'm pretty limited. Everybody knows the Rev's going to have either a psychic or a ghostbuster or a parapsychologist. Occasionally I get a UFOlogy guy on there. Very rarely. I just don't know a lot of them. Uh, it's not because I'm not into it. I'm going to have to start reaching out to those guys a little bit more. Cause I do find it very interesting. It's just not, I don't know a whole lot of them. And, um, you know, people like that, uh, but you have all kinds of different variety of guests on there. So that makes, I think that makes that, um, that very interesting. Do you have a favorite type of genre or, or guest that you like to reach out to? Well, I have a strange system for picking guests. I sort of go on messenger and look at people's profiles and think, Oh, that looks interesting. And then I read up a little bit about them and they say, Oh, would you like to be my show? And I sort of like sing to them and write to them and send them cartoons and, Trinity boat wear them down to the point they think I better go on this show because otherwise it's going to wear me to death. So they they come on, and they come on and they just basically like to talk to them like I'm having a cup of tea, or and some biscuits. And I always say to them when I write a text to them, I say, "What biscuits would you like?" They go, "What?" <laughs> it's funny you say that. So why did you? <laughs> if you looked at my profile first, I have such a boring profile what was it what made you want to get me on the show i like the fact uh, i know this is going to sound weird i like the dog t- the, the dog collar bit and you <laughs> and, and i just had a visions of you standing in a and one of those great pulpits going thou shall not leave this place i like that that kind of thing <laughs> um you know i if if I've heard it once, I've heard it a thousand times, and I'm gonna, st- you know, uh, if I had, you know, the old saying, if I had a dime for every time I heard somebody say that, I get it a lot. I thought you were, you're supposed to be a reverend, and I say it. My response back is, I'm not that kind of reverend. I've been asked by religious 
uh, radio shows or networks to come on and do a religious show where, you know, you get on your soapbox and you get your preach on. And that's, that's not me. Uh, I'm very devout Catholic and ordained through a Christian university. Um, but it's not my thing to be like an evangelist. If someone wants to sit down with me and talk with me about my belief system, uh, I, I'm an open book. I'll share with you. Um, I try to avoid drama. I don't like to get into arguments with people about politics or religion, but I'm, a, I'm pretty much an open book. But I'm, like I said, I'm not an evangelist type of reverend, so I turned both those offers down. So, um, you know, it is what it is. Um, but that brings me to my next question. I read somewhere uh, under, I think it was probably on your Facebook profile, it said uh, religious beliefs, and you wrote karma. And I thought that was very interesting. What exactly did you mean by karma? And that's a little different. Well, you know what? That is sort of kind of like Buddhism. But in uh, for Hallsworthy Mark, what, what did you mean by that? Well, karma to me, and this is just my personal opinion, and somewhere out there will probably think, no, he's completely wrong, but this is what I think it is. Well, basically, I think is. What you give out in life, like if you, if you can help one person for no re, not money reasons or anything like that, just because you want to help them, and you've achieved something in life, and you'll get it back to twofold. And if you are bad to someone, you'll get it back again. So that's what I believe karma is. Very good. I'll go with it. I'll buy that. Even though I do believe in, you know, God and the Holy Trinity and Jesus and the Virgin Mary and uh, the Holy Family and hell and the devil and all that, uh, I, I'll buy that. And I try to be that way, you know, probably uh, I need to work on that. I need to work on my humility. I need to work on uh, loving my neighbor more and being able to turn the other cheek, uh, not being so... Uh, sharp with my tongue, you know, a lot of things I have to work on. I admire that about you, that you're also, I mean, you've had your issues, your health issues. Um, I'm glad you're doing good. I'm glad you're still with us. I'm glad you're with me tonight. Um, I admire the fact that everything you've been through, that you're also so involved in charitable work, giving back. Is there any charities that you'd like to share with us um, to just put out there, throw the name out there for anybody that might be listening that might want to uh, help out with that charity? Um, the Blue Cross, I help a lot because my wife's uh, in, with dogs. She's very passionate about animals. And I've been supporting, I, I like to support um, cancer charities because both my granddads died of cancer. And Alzheimer's charity because of my mild vessel disease, brain mm -hmm. of the brain. Although it's not Alzheimer's or dementia, it's similar to it. You know, uh, that's another thing I admire about you. You are very w well spoken. I mean, you have a very uh, strong English accent. Uh, I think I saw somewhere else somebody uh, somebody there was a question: uh, What language do you speak? And I forget what you wrote down, but I, it made me laugh. I think you wrote down Devon. Did you write down Devon? I speak to, I speak Devon English, Essex, <laughs> because I've lived, Essex, in, I lived in that's it. Essex. I lived in Essex. I lived in I lived in Essex for thirty years, and now I've lived in 
uh, no, 30 odd, uh, 20 odd years, 28 years. I lived in Devon for 30 years, so I picked up a bit of Cornish and a bit of Devonish. You know what? I understand you fine. I thought to myself, it would be great if I did the show tonight, if we did the show somehow uh, on camera or a flip it to a live Facebook thing. And I had like, while you were talking, have, you know, the words written out below with the bouncing ball. (laughs) Because I I know that I I could help you in that one. (laughs) I I would have put in the sneaky word so they wouldn't understand it. I would put in an Essex term or a Devon term, like chivals. They'd be going, what the hell's a chivil? And what's so funny is like, I won't know. There's you say things to me. Uh, even when we were talk, when you had me on your show, and like, some of the things I didn't didn't know what they meant or what they were, but somehow in my DNA, um, from my ancestry being there, and I have a lot of friends from the UK that even live here, I just knew, I I just understood you. I mean, you know, you were speaking my language, even though I'm not wasn't born there. Uh, does that make sense? Yeah, I understand. Yeah. Um, I I still I still um, sometimes uh, when I talk to some Americans, like they go, "Yeah, there, sir. What do you want, my friend?" Uh, yep. Um, I have to talk a bit slower now. I go, "My name is Mark," <laughs> and and some and, and I say think to myself, "I I do speak a bit fast. I know I do." My wife's always saying, "You're talking too fast. Your brain's thinking before your mouth." Well, don't change, brother. And I think it's if people we're going to get into this, we're we're coming up. We're just a few minutes away from the long six minute break at the top of the hour. So, brothers and sisters out there, if that's a great time to go get something cold to drink or hit the restroom, check on the dog, make sure dinner's not burning. Um, when we get back from the long break, I'm, I want to, you know, I'm going to dive in with both feet uh, into your condition. Uh, how it came about, the catastrophic event that sent you uh, into uh, your coma and what you experienced during that time, uh, all that I find that absolutely fascinating. And that was most of the people that reached out. Uh, I don't know if you talk about it very much on the pod, your podcast or not, but... I talk about the, it all the time. Good. To the point, some of them, people, to the point that people go, oh, God, he's on the back again. <laughs> Well, I didn't get that. I actually got some people wanting to know what that whole thing was about. Because, you know, everybody, uh, the belief uh, system is all over the charts for many of us in this field. And I just wish there wasn't so much drama. I wish people were more accepting of one another and their beliefs and just, you know, take it with a grain of salt and respect it for what it is. And, you know, stick to your belief, sure. But right now, I think we're suffering. So like with most fields out there, our field, the paranormal field, um, and I'm going to I'm going to talk about it all. UFOlogy, cryptozoology, paranormal investigating, parapsychology, spiritual warfare, so much drama. Um, it's holding the in my opinion, it's holding the field back. And so that's why I just draw the line at just absolute no drama. And I get attacked sometimes, and I don't even respond back. I pray for the person. I make sure I write their name down, and I say a prayer for them. And 
and I move on because I, I don't want it to. It's the, it can be like an anchor. If you let it latch on to you, it's like you've got an anchor on you. You've thrown it overboard, and now you're just being pulled down and sunk with it. And it's just too emotionally and physically draining uh, to just engage in it. So I won't do it. But uh, that's my that's my rant. My 30 second rant on on that but listen we're going to go ahead and go to the lar- the long break so if you have anything you need to do for the six minutes uh, mark um, go for it brothers and sisters this is the rev this is vegas supernatural my very special guest all the way from hallsworthy devon in the uk mark anthony rains aka Ghostman, and we're going to get a little darker after this long break so be ready for it we'll be right back You've been listening to Vegas Supernatural. Vegas Supernatural. With Reverend Sean Whittington. Live from Las Vegas, Nevada. It's time to stop running away from the darkness and fight the good fight. Every Monday night around the world at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. Exclusively on the KCOR Digital Radio Network. If you'd like to be a guest on Vegas Supernatural, or would like more information on Reverend Sean Whittington, owner of Ghost Be Gone, go to ghostbegone.biz. It definitely is a trend that's growing. Or head over to the Vegas Supernatural Show page on the KCOR Digital Radio Network. Vegas Supernatural. Vegas Supernatural. The new standard for the digital paranormal radio world. You are listening to the all-new KCOR, The Core, broadcasting live from Las Vegas. Stay connected with KCOR at kcorradio.com. That's kcorradio.com. have been drawn and somewhere in between we stand welcome to vegas supernatural there's a war raging between good and evil so grab your holy water crucifix and bible it's time to join the battle welcome 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 to the gates of hell with your tour guide as well as your host Reverend Sean Whittington Reverend Sean Whittington Welcome back brothers and sisters real quick before we get back to my wonderful guest tonight for those of you that are engaged in battle or feel a calling to the paranormal ministry laity and clergy I am teaching two 16 week long online courses one is introduction to spiritual warfare and the other is introduction to paranormal ministry through the worldwide bible college and theological seminary and if you're interested in that you can uh, reach me direct at my personal email which is sean s-h-a-w-n-l-v-n-v at hotmail.com 
for all the information you need to know um, what it, uh, the qualifications to get into the course and uh, uh, cost and all that sort of stuff. And graduating the courses comes with a beautiful certificate of completion, diploma, uh, suited for framing. Uh, they're beautiful. So if you uh, are in that field or feel you have a calling to it, um, reach out to me, let me know, and God bless you if you do. And also, don't forget that my wonderful wife, Sharon, is my producer. She's the one that pays for my airtime. Um, you know the routine. I've asked her many times, couldn't you spend the money on something a lot better than me? She just smiles and says, I love the show, and walks away. So if you like what we do here at Vegas Supernatural and you enjoy the show, send in a small donation. I promise you it'll be Greatly appreciated from the bottom of our hearts, and for all of those of you that have already done so, God bless you. Thank you. I'm back with my wonderful guest tonight, Mark Anthony Rains, a.k.a. the Ghost Man. So here we go. Let's get a little dark, Mark, because I know that everything dark with you ends happy. But take us through the incident leading up to what happened to you and everything you experienced in the other realm and coming back from that realm and, and what happened to you after that. And don't feel rushed, brother. Uh, this is you and me talking now. Just take your time and uh, tell me the story. I'm interested. Well, so about four years, four years ago, I think now, I can't remember exact dates, but um, I was feeling rather ill and um, I was feeling sick and tired and generally very unwell. And my wife rang up the uh, doctor at the time and the doctor said, oh, no, it's just an ear infection. But I was getting worse and worse and worse. My wife was getting more concerned for me. So she rang the doctor again. And when she rang the doctor again, he came out and smelt my breath, and then I was rushed to hospital. Now, when I was, well, I could only go well, this bit with what my wife told me. But when before they put me in the um, ambulance to read my blood sugar, they couldn't get a reading. But just before I got into the ambulance, I had a blood, I had a blood sugar count of one, two, four, which is pretty serious. I went from home to e- ER straight to. ICU. And whilst I was in ICU, I was in there for roughly three weeks in an induced coma. And um, whilst I was in my coma, I heard a woman's voice I never heard before or since telling me to wake up. And I had a very overwhelming need to wake up. The most overwhelming need I've ever, ever had. It was so strong, it felt like it was pulling me to get up. So I, I got up, and I seriously believe, I know some people can say it was a, a chemical release in my brain, I might have overheard a nurse or something like that, but I seriously believe this is my guardian angel. I, I honestly believe that, and not not anybody's going to sway me of that. And also what I also believe is when I was in my coma, I was neither in the real world or the next world. So that's why I came up with the AKA Ghost Man, because I felt like I touched my own version of heaven, because I don't believe there is a set heaven or hell. I think we have our own 
version of heaven and hell. Because your version of heaven might be different to mine. But that's what I, I believe. That's my personal belief. Yet again, it's it's not a... a, a it might be a theory out there. I'm not too sure. But that's that's what I believe. When you had this... When you were there in your coma, do you remember... What do you remember other than before the, you heard the voice? Do you remember anything else of this? No, I'm going to be totally realm? honest with you. People, got, people, I know some people say about lights and things like that, but I, I, I just remember darkness. I heard no, I heard nothing before then. Uh, I, you could tell me that the man, the, the moon crashed to earth during those three weeks. And I would totally believe you because I don't, I don't remember anything of those three weeks. Now, do you believe, I'm a big a believer in guardian angels too. Um, mine happens to be, and this you may find this amusing, many do. Mine happens to look like a very young Susan Sarandon, and talking like even younger than when she was in the original Rocky Horror Picture Show. But looks, it could be her younger sister or could just be uh, an apparition of her but my guardian angel looks like her and people go well what makes you think that you're guardian angel i have people say that the guardian angel would uh, actually have wings and if you're seeing someone without wings it's not an actual guardian angel i don't believe that either i believe they can appear to you any way they want to appear to you i believe this is my guardian angel because Twice in my life, she saved my life, once from drowning and once in a severe uh, car wreck that I had. So I do believe in that. Um, I believe my wife is a uh, two or three time uh, near-death experience survivor, uh, two-time cancer survivor. She wasn't supposed to survive that either. She was sensitive going in, but came back even more sensitive and more of a magnet for spirit uh, coming back from these um, things that happened to her that caused her to almost die. So I have you know, often referred to her as my human dowsing rod. She's invaluable to me on paranormal investigations. I don't tend to take her too much anymore uh, on the demonic cases if I believe there's a, a severe malevolent entity there or, or God forbid demonic because um, she's the first thing they target and go after so I do more of those on my own than, I, than I'd like but I believe there's a reason why uh, you brought had to have brought back something with you from that experience and and look at all the things you've done and what you're doing now since you came back you know the nickname ghost man that's uh, that's great but look at all the other things you've done and there's a reason why you came back you could have easily have slipped on uh, to somewhere else i believe but there's a reason why you came back do you think and no one's going to judge you tell me what you feel do you think you brought something back with you, whether it's an attachment well, or a gift, whatever? Well, I think I think I brought back two things that I've learned. One I've learned recently, and 
But uh, one is that I can sometimes sell strange aromas, like uh, roses or like the smell of death. Don't la- they don't last long, but it's very strong at the time. And the other is I sometimes go on Facebook and do like a, not like a proper reading because I'm not a, a psychic or anything like that, but sometimes I can sense something. And I always say to people, look, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Yeah, I'm not an expert by any sense of the means. But sometimes I just pick up on things, you know, not not intentionally, but it just comes through. I don't understand myself why I'm, why I'm able to do that. Well, you didn't have that gift prior to the accident, correct? Or the incident? The no, because I, did, I didn't have any belief in paranormal at all before then. Well, then that's that's one one of the one of the gifts. I think. Do you ever wonder the condition that your brain is in now um, inhibits you realizing all of the stuff that you came back with, or perhaps the condition that the brain was in when you went into the coma enabled you not to be able to um, visually see and experience the realm that you were in? Well, I had the problem with my mild vessel disease a lot later. Hmm. So, I could, it could be related. I'm not going to say it isn't, because I think there is a relation in there somewhere. I do. I believe there's uh, had something to do with that. I think, had it not been brain-related, how many years after the coma did the, uh, the disease that you have in your brain happen? Uh, oh, quite a few years since. Uh, basically, um, I started. I I first had a stroke, well, what they think was a mini stroke, and I had problems speaking for a little while, like slurring a little bit. And they put me on certain med- uh, heart medication, and then after that, I was having problems with memory and s- speech and uh, getting words mixed up and. Generally, little little minor things like very very irritating. Yeah, I think that all of this uh, is a direct result of that. Something happened. You had you something caused you to go into the coma. Uh, well, they it was a induced coma, but something once they induced you into that coma, things were set into motion to change you and change all of this um good bad or indifferent I, i'm the kind of person that likes to try to find the silver lining and everything uh, i look at all the wonderful things you're doing now you know you've got the popular podcasts and you do a lot of charitable work and you're just a nice guy you know you, you mean well you're a good person uh, so there was a reason you may not know it yet but I do believe there's a reason why you were sent back or told to go back or brought back. And um, you may not have realized that yet. Uh, When I say that to you, how do you feel? Well, I think it's possible. As I say, I'm I'm questioning things a lot more than I used to. I mean, I used to get my disease get the better of me. I'm not going to say I didn't. but But then I thought to myself, I like to tell people that, you know, you're not the disease, you're the person. And I think that's the most important thing you learn from 
if any illness. Well, let's just say that perhaps there was a reason beyond what they thought your guardian angel and whoever else might have been watching over you. It was just a voice you've never actually was it was a woman's voice. Yes, it definitely was a woman's voice. And you've never seen um, the apparition never. of a woman or even seen a woman. Sometimes, like the cup, the two times I saw my guardian angel, she looked as real as you and me. Like I could have just reached out and touched her. And when she talked to me, her lips moved. It was I heard her voice. So you've never ran into anybody on the street or seen anybody or talked to anybody that you suspected that was the person or that was my angel? No, I, I can honestly say that. It's definitely a very distinctive voice. Now, whether uh, some time ago when I was in care work, we had a lady who had Huntington's career. And obviously, as you know, that's very life limiting. So we had to go in a room one day and we knew she was dying. And when me and the lady involved, um, the fellow carer, when she died and left the room we both felt like there's something left the room we couldn't see it or touch it but we felt it well i have to say to you i want you to open yourself up and try if you if you can to be a little more aware of your surroundings spiritually because I believe there's a, I believe, one, I believe there's a reason why you were sent back, brought back, told to come back, what have you. And I do believe that there's, uh, you haven't yet realized what that is, and you haven't yet accomplished that task yet. And it's going to be, somehow it's going to be made clear to you, but we can so easily not get caught up in our daily trappings, in our daily, in the real world, and not see these things, not notice these things. And I know you've got the condition with the brain. Uh, you, you may need to kind of fine-tune and focus your attention a little more on, on the spiritual side of your surroundings and, and how you perceive and feel things to get this message. But I do sense you have a message coming. I wish I could tell you what that is. I'm not that talented, but I, that's what I sense. So for what it's worth, and like you said earlier in the show, you tell people things, and if you're wrong, you're wrong. I could be wrong, but that's what I feel. And I also feel that the reason why you weren't shown where you were during the time you were in the coma, a couple of reasons. One, they it was induced coma. It wasn't you didn't smack your head into you didn't go through a windshield and a head-on collision and smack your head on a tree and sent into this coma it was induced but i think your guardian angel knew that you know if you didn't get up right then if you didn't come out of that coma right then you were going somewhere where you weren't meant to be and they didn't want you to have to see that um i once had a wonderful guest from England there and oh my gosh well I don't want to mention her name because uh, I didn't don't have permission from her to mention her name tonight so I won't and many of you will know who that is one of your most talented trans mediums in England I had her on one night and she brought her spirit guide through 
to talk with me for about 30 minutes during this show. And it was an experience I'll never forget because I've, I haven't had a trans medium on before her or since. And so to sit there and speak, and I, and I believe in my heart of hearts totally that this was legit. And I had this conversation with the spirit and he went on to discuss how he's, he's in heaven. You know, he's met Jesus uh, and it's all levels and heaven's like the highest level and highest vibration. And he says, and as you sink lower, the vibrations get lower and it gets darker and darker and darker. And he said, he can look down and see these lower vibrational, darker levels and down there are the more malevolent, more evil. He never said the word hell, but he said are the more malevolent, more darker entities where they hang out. And he choose, he could go down there and hang around if he wanted to, but he chooses not to. And he's constantly on a spiritual level guiding his guiding this woman who's the trance away from that type of stuff. Um away from dealing with the malevolent uh, cases and things of that nature, staying away from that. He guides her away from that. So what do you believe? Like you believe in karma. Mm -hmm. What do you think? Oh, sorry. I was going to say, I've got some other weird theories if you wish to learn them. Well, I would. And then I'm going to go down a list with you on some things and get your feedback on what's your, what's your, uh, what's, what's on your mind right now? The theory that you want to share with me. Well, one of my most theories I like to get out there just as a debate It's it's a debate. It's not meant to be offensive in any shape or any form. So please do not take offense. Anybody. I like to put out the debate that God is schizophrenic. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Are you going to say why, Mark? Do you think he thinks it's schizophrenic? Well, oh, I got you. I forgot to yeah. do that part. Sorry. Why, Mark? Do you think the god is schizophrenic? I just, I think it's it's funny that you say that. Um, I, I go ahead. I'm sorry. That's okay. It's all. Um. Well, yeah. We, we track. Um. Yes. Um. God is schizophrenic. Yeah. Basically, because God made us we are made in god's image and we are both good and evil because we're both we are as humans capable of both we have great chances to be good in life we've got a great evil that we can commit to others in life and i think god has this little debate with himself sometimes what would you like to happen to you when you pass on Oh, that's a good one. I like to think I don't to join some sort of hive mind that we could have like a, a hive mind where you could sort other people out. Say, say if the people do come back. And as I say, I'm not too convinced because I haven't talked to anybody that has. So until I have, it's a bit, I'm a bit wary of that. So that's just me. But anyway, I'd, I'd like to say, oh, perhaps we could bring them in an office somewhere like like a little office and there's like you bring them in and say oh so you want to go back why do you want to go back oh because um i did this wrong oh right if we put you in this body 
we're going to do this and this and this. But along the way, you've got free will, yet again, to choose which direction you choose, you go along. But you'll get the chance to correct that wrong. That's what I think I'd like to do. Hmm. Well, let's talk about that. That could be your that could be your heaven. You said earlier that everybody's got their version. Uh, everybody has their version of heaven, and I and I believe that to a certain extent. I do believe everybody has their version of hell too. Um, we've got just a couple of minutes left to the last break. I don't want to throw a question at you that I'm going to have to rudely interrupt you on when we hear the music. But when we come back from that break, I want to go down a list of some things with you, including um, where you stand now after your your incident, where you stand now on the paranormal and what and why you're so into it and your beliefs on certain things. I've got some topics I'm going to throw at you, including psychics. And including past lives. You're okay. Right now, you're not a big believer on it. I'm going to try and talk you into searching out a psychic in your area that can do past life regression. I think it could, you especially, I think it could change your life. But we'll talk about that when we get back from the break. Brothers and sisters, my very special guest, Mark Anthony Rains, a.k.a. Ghost Man, all the way from Hallsworthy, Devon, in the UK. This is The Rev, and we will be right back. <laughs> You're listening to Vegas Supernatural with Reverend Sean Whittington, exclusively on the KCOR Digital Radio Network. Share your thoughts on the show by calling the hotline number at 702-425-9230. That's 702-425-9230. Callers calling from heaven, hell, or worldwide. Use Skype name KCOR Radio. More paranormal talk the devil doesn't want you to hear. After this. After this. After this. After this. After this. Have you had a supernatural encounter? Keep away! The sour is mine! Are you a spiritual warrior? We habitat in protection Or do you have questions or comments for the host or guests? Hey, wait a minute. Check this out. Well, what are you waiting for? Call the KCOR Digital Radio Network hotline number at 702-425-9230. Tweet your comments anytime to KCOR Radio using hashtag KCOR. Join the conversation live and share your thoughts on the show in our live chat room at www.kcorradio.com. Oh man, I can't believe I'm hearing this. And now back to KCOR's own ordained spiritual warfare minister and the host of Vegas Supernatural, Vegas Supernatural. Reverend Sean Whittington. Welcome back, brothers and sisters. Last segment Time is Flying. My very special guest tonight is Mark Anthony Rains, host of Hallsworthy Mark podcast and the Ghost Man Horror podcasts out of Hallsworthy Devon in the UK, one of my favorite places in the world where my ancestors are from. Okay, Mark, I'm going to put your feet to the fire on a few things here. 
I agree with you that everybody will have their version of heaven. I do believe every certain people and the ones that have spent most of their life doing evil for whatever reason they did the evil for, whether uh, they were you know influenced that way or uh, you know what have you. Uh, everybody will have their own version of hell too. What's your take on now? I you know. I deal. I didn't deal with this. You know, I've been a Ghostbuster since I was about ten. So we're talking. Oh gosh, I didn't run into. I ran into some pretty scary. I can't say malevolent entities because I at those back then I wasn't experienced enough to to label them that way. I don't believe I ran into anything demonic over a, a period of like forty years, but I ran into my first uh, legit really ugly demonic case shortly after my wife and I got married and started ghost be gone. Um, it was one of the first cases we worked together. And then that ultimately sent me on my path to become ordained because this entity followed us home, lived in our home with us for about uh, six, eight weeks, turned our life upside down, um, tried to kill us both. Um, I believe, uh, well, my wife and I are both survivors of extreme demonic attacks, some more of my attacks came on cases, but her attack, uh, original attack, left her with two very rare forms of cancer, which we're still fighting to this day. She wasn't supposed to survive these attacks, but, you know, she's still with us. Thank you, God, and thank you, Jesus. What's your take on demons? Hmm. Well, I think there's a lot of written things about demons but i think we take demons as a personal thing sometimes it could be uh, we have our own personal demons as well like drugs drink uh mental health they can be your own personal demons not like a physical demon but they can seem like a demon at the time when you're experiencing your very lows and i also think demons are like the reverse of an angel. Like an angel is like full of light and here to help you and guide you to the good path. But they're the little voice that says, oh, you see that window over there? It's a nice bit of jewelry there. You really want it, don't you? You really, really want that. And it works away like a little worm, slowly eating at your head, eating at your free will. If you're thinking, oh, yes, that's what I think possibly a demon could be. Well, I love the fact many times tonight's show, you've used the word angel. You use the word guardian angel. Where do you suppose, if, if you don't believe in heaven, where do you feel these angels come from? What they are and what their true meaning is and, and where they come from? Well, I personally think they are, well, I think they're like um, forms of light. The other th there is a theory out there that aliens are actually angels. Now, I have heard this theory. I've read about it. I've read bits and pieces about it, but I'm not too sure about that. It might be just a misunderstanding of when the person actually saw what they saw. But I honestly think it's like, a, they're like an energy light, and they, they allow you to see them as you want to see them. Say that you said about your you saw yours as like a young uh, 
Sharon. Susan Sarandon. Susan Sarandon. I think that image is in your head and it played it back on you. It thought, oh, how could I, how would he set me? So it, it, it read your mind and it played it back like a projector. Yeah. Absolutely. That's only a theory. No, it's a good theory. It's a good theory, brother. I don't judge. I, and I'm, uh, I'm enjoying listening to your, your take on it. And, and I agree 100%. It was, uh, well, I find it amazing that the two incidents, I was a young boy when I first saw her and she prevented me from drowning at the beach. And then I'm going many, 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 many years later, I'm actually driving and I fell asleep at the wheel and I was going to drive off a cliff and she woke me up and she was sitting right next to me in the front seat of my truck, yelling at me to turn the wheel, which I did and it resulted in me, you know, crashing into a wall instead so the, the difference between the wall and going over the cliff was life and death, definitely. Um, so, yeah, that image was in my head, but I find it interesting that, uh, you know, she appeared to me the same way so many years apart. And then I think about, um, I think about one time when I was under a demonic attack, and I heard the voice. At the time, I was under the tutelage of my then-mentor, who was a woman— and I heard her voice uh, talking me out of this attack. And her and I go back and forth on this all the time. She says, well, how do you know it wasn't me? She's got very strong gift of discernment. And when this was happening to me, she's several states away and probably asleep. And she's got the capability of doing astral projection and all that stuff. I believe, well, she says... I sensed you were in danger and it, it might've been me. My take was that, no, it was my guardian angel helping me, but I needed, uh, I was so close to going to a place where I probably wouldn't have returned that she made her voice sound like my mentor. Cause I was un being taught at that time by her that that would be the only thing to snap me out of, letting go and letting whatever was happening to me go ahead and have its way kind of snapped me out of that and got me back to, you know, a praying and getting out of that situation. So there you go. The angel used a tactic, if you will, to snap me out of, uh, the trance that I was in heading for a place where I probably wouldn't have came back from. So I do agree with you on that. But I think angels are totally different. And that's a conversation you and I can have at a different time on another show. But I do love that I heard the word from you a couple of times. And I do feel you're going to meet your guardian angel. And I want to be the first person you call when you do meet her. I think it's going to happen. And when you do meet her, I want you to call me and tell me about it, okay? Okay, okay yeah, yeah, I will do what do you think ghosts are? Oh, that's a good one. Now, we have the theory about the playback theory that basically the walls of captured a moment in time and somehow we're psychically able to connect and see them again. I have the theory that ancient, when we were ancient man, we had to be highly perceptive to our environment at the time. So that part of our brain is still with us. And that's what uh, some people are able to trigger 
to see UFOs, ghosts, uh, cryptos, cryptids and stuff like that. So I think ghosts are like, a, a, yet again, like a form of energy, but they're like a, when they try to communicate with us, they can't speak as we are now because of them being another realm. Um, they they speak a diff, at a different time to us, like we are now. I mean, we were time technically time traveling at the moment because I'm in the future and you're in the past. So I think it's a bit like that. Okay. Well said. Well said. I'll buy that too. I uh, just find it so interesting that prior to all of you, prior to all of the things that happened to you to make you the ghost man, um, that wasn't a part of your belief system in your life. And now that it is, and your, your country that you live in is just so haunted. Um, they've they've got to come from somewhere. And um, so I do believe that there is that that realm. You know, you have heaven, hell, the living the living world that we're in, but I do believe that there is a realm, possibly more than one type of realm, in between the two worlds, uh, uh, heaven and hell, the two afterlife worlds, heaven and hell. I do believe there's different realms between there. So yes, we're all going to know the answers to all this stuff one day. Um, I, I find that uh, very interesting. But now here's you. You're back for a reason. Let's take my wife for an example. Um, she came back from her near-death uh, experiences, very sensitive to spirit, and she's got some attachments with her, as do I. And in addition to the spirit attachments that I have, mostly being um, ancestors that I've seen that have visited me, I do, because of what it is that I do and the kind of work cases I work, I also have attachments of a different type. They're not actually attached to me, but I get a lot of uh, some in the in the industry call it recon blasts. I just call them paranormal drive-bys, where the thing most of the things that I battle occasionally come by the house to shake things up a little bit to let me know, you know, we're watching, we're waiting, you know, we're going to get you one day, like there's a target on my back. So there are many things, ghosts, demons, angels, many things. And they all serve a different purpose. And um, knowledge is power. Unfortunately, I think that we're not going to have all that knowledge until we pass on. But having said that, I, I'm i going to just go out there and, and, and just say this. I believe that all of these things we take with us into the afterlife are going to be things that we need then more than we even need now. Like I do believe what I do now, I'm going to be doing, continuing to do in the afterlife. And I better be even better at it there. Um, if that makes sense. Does that make sense? Yep. I well, let's, totally agree. let's talk about... Yeah, I'm looking at some of the questions I have down here. I'm gonna, you know what? I'm gonna save some of these for when you and I get together again, whether it's on your show or I have you back, which I'm gonna ask you um, 
before the show ends uh, to come back. Uh, would you be willing to come back and spend a couple hours? I'm with willing to come on anybody as long as they put, can put up with me. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm very cheap. Bag of crisps, <laughs> biscuits, cup of tea. I'm, I'm anybody's. See, you, you, I love the cheap part because you talked earlier about how you go about finding guests. That's how I do it. I send them a message first. Do you charge to be on the? Do you charge to be a guest on radio shows? And all the ones that do have a a, a price, I just scroll past them. The ones that say absolutely not, that's the one that gets the invite. <laughs> there's another I thing you like. <laughs> there's another thing that you and I have in common. Well, I love so many things that you're into. Lincolnshire Spirit Seekers. You still involved with them? Yeah, I basically interviewed the man behind it called Martin Alley. And whilst I was talking to him, I mentioned the fact that I do podcasts. And he said, oh, would you like to do a podcast for us? I said, yeah, not a problem. So now and again, I do the occasional one or two or three. Yeah. Depending on how much information I find at the time. I think that might be interesting. Well, good for you, brother. Stay with that. I like the fact that you also, do you, do you have a, um, a desire to do paranormal investigations? I would love to, but because of my um, disabilities and uh, restrictions, because uh, also I have OCD, which does mean I um, get a little bit panicky sometimes if things aren't quite right. I've got it better. I've got better at it because I've done the theories and the the talking and all that. I'm a lot better than I used to be, but I do have the occasional bad day, and I admit to it. I don't lie about that because I think it's important if you have a mental illness to admit it, not to yeah. lie about. It. Absolutely, brother. You know, you're you're among friends here, and and I knew all this before I even brought you on the show, so it wasn't an issue with me. Uh, and I and believe me, I, I I sense that about my audience that it wouldn't be an issue with anybody that tunes in uh, to Vegas Supernatural, and and that's another thing I admire about you. With everything you got on your plate, brother, you're doing you're doing a great job. So, like I said earlier in the show, stay stay you. Don't change a thing about you. Okay. I'll try not to. I like to stay weird. It's good to be weird. Well, there you go. <laughs> You're doing a good job at it in a good way. I mean that with all due respect. I love the fact that you have some background in 14 zoology. Um, you've done some work for the Center for, for 14 Zoology there. I didn't realize how big that also is over there in the UK, uh, cryptids and, and so forth. I'll tell you something that I found extremely interesting you may you may have a different opinion on this. What jumped out at me as the most popular cryptid sighting, I know you may already know the answer to this. I typed it in. It's werewolves. Oh, yes. I've talked to somebody about that. People see it, more werewolves in the UK than anything. And um, I am a big believer in werewolves. And I know everybody out there now, I've just lost half my audience. It's not... The way you think. I believe, like in Louisiana, they had the loop guru. I believe all of that is a form of demonic possession. Lancanthropy. Lycanthropy, I should say, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. I believe that's a form of demonic possession. Um, and I've had people under demonic possession 
act very animal-like, and their facial structures and so forth sometimes even change uh, to look very animalistic, you know, developing a little bit of a snout and and uh, fang-like, their eye teeth becoming more fang-like and so forth. I believe all of that. Give me your take on the werewolf, th- the craze there. Oh, but, well, well, we'll give a little bit of uh, history behind it, because a lot of people thinking, oh, God, how can you believe in werewolves? Well, you look at this. There's people born on this planet who have extra hair. Now, I can't think of what it, the terminology is called, but you can see them regularly in news reports of people covered head to foot in like fur-like hair. And also, there are people that are born with tails occasionally. Not very big tails, but they are born with them. So you can understand that somebody back in the Middle Ages, if you saw somebody walking around with hair and a little bit of tail behind him, you might think, oh my God, what's happening? But also, the, the werewolves we're talking about are normally called uh, are like human-like in body, but dog-like in head. So it, it, it's possible that they're, like, they're a hybrid from Bigfoot. Hmm. Very interesting take on that, because I've listened to interviews of some Brits who say, no, not a dog man at all, not uh, anything like, uh, uh, they actually describe it as, you know, a very muscular, big, wolf-looking type animal walking on hind legs that was acting very also intelligent-like, um, just just creepy. Um, you know, recently I had a, a co-worker of mine take a trip across country with her husband to go visit family in the Midwest, and they had what they believe was either a werewolf or a dogman sighting out in the middle of the country, and this is a person that doesn't believe in any of that sort of stuff, so I always found that interesting, but you know what I'm going to do now? We've got just a few minutes left to the close. Uh, I'm going to have you, you have such an interesting way of closing out the show I'm going to go ahead and close out, do a brief close out of the show myself, and then I'm going to have you take us out the rest of the way. How's that sound? Okay, as long as your listeners are prepared for what I'm going to do. (laughs) Brothers and sisters, thank you so very much for tuning in tonight. I don't have a show without you all, so it means the world to me that you guys continue to stay loyal to me and and listen and tune in everybody stay blessed have a wonderful week my guest next week is elite paranormal investigator and paranormal radio personality the one and only amy farley so look forward to that vegas strong god bless you all and i'm going to have my wonderful guest mr mark anthony rains take us out well ladies and gentlemen Here it goes. Viva Las Vegas. I talked to Sean and Tina in the background. I didn't, I did go off for a wee, but I didn't have my mic on, you see. (laughs) It was great to have a chat and all that was now. We talked about paranormal and things, you know. I hope you enjoyed what I said. And please don't go to sleep. Because I'm not that boring, you know. Good night. Thank you. And goodbye. (laughs) not bad not bad brother um
<laughs> I'm speechless. I don't know what to say to that. We have a couple of minutes left, so I'm going to take this opportunity to tell you, you know, another thing I want you to do, do it for me, a favor for the Rev. And because I would, <laughs> I would be, I would pay to watch it, although I won't be there, but I want you to, what do you, what's your take on psychics? I, I have talked to various psychics. Uh, Better uh, yet, I should have asked, what's their take on you? Well, uh, I, I always speak to them in the way I always say to them, look, I may not believe what you do or say, but I'm willing to uh, go, you know, if, you know, I will listen to what everything you tell me, everything you believe in. I may not fully believe in what you believe in, but if I, if I can sense they're passionate about what they do and they fully, like you say, they don't charge, they just do it because they want to help people. I'm along with them all the way. But when they start saying, oh, I charge a certain amount of money, I think, well, no, that's wrong. Well, I, I'm a big believer in them. I do believe in my time uh, doing this being in this field and especially since I've had the show, I think I've met some that have tried to pull the wool over my eyes. I do believe I've met a few that are legitimately gifted by God to have the gift of being a psychic medium. Um, and like uh, the trance medium I met out of the UK was just wonderful. I totally feel she's legit. Um, I would pay, we've only got just a moment left here, but I would pay to, listen to your past life regression tell you what people have been trying to get me to do it for a long time if you do it i'll do it and that will yeah, be I'll, I'll try I'll try, I'll try and find someone that does it in this country just finding someone very good well listen brother i love you you're on the prayer list we'll do this again time has run out so once again brothers and sisters this was The Rev, my very special guest, all the way from Hallsworthy, Devon in the UK, my favorite, most haunted country in the world. The one and only Mark Anthony Rains, catch him on Ghost Man Horror Host Podcast, and the Hallsworthy Mark Podcast. You won't regret it. He does a wonderful job, and I will be talking at all of you next week. Stay blessed, everybody. Good night. You've been listening to Vegas Supernatural. Vegas Supernatural. With Reverend Sean Whittington. Live from Las Vegas, Nevada. It's time to stop running away from the darkness and fight the good fight. Every Monday night around the world at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. Exclusively on the KCOR Digital Radio Network. If you'd like to be a guest on Vegas Supernatural, or would like more information on Reverend Sean Whittington, owner of Ghost Be Gone, go to ghostbegone.biz. It definitely is a trend that's growing. Or head over to the Vegas Supernatural Show page on the KCOR Digital Radio Network. Vegas Supernatural. Vegas Supernatural. The new standard for the digital paranormal radio world. You are listening to the all-new KCOR, The Core, broadcasting live from Las Vegas. Stay connected with KCOR at kcorradio.com.
That's KCLRradio.com.